Hi, and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. time epic movie great chick flicks for any of you chicks that love chick flicks no not really not really <laughs> but how inspiring is that speech one of the all-time most epic speeches of William Wallace as he stood before that mighty army and inspired thousands of men that were ready to run that were ready to flee that were ready to give up and run away so Today I want to talk to you about freedom because I think that it's something that is held so dearly by many of us. But uh, maybe we might start in prayer this morning. Josh is at History Maker Church with Pastor Benny today preaching with them so we might just cover him in prayer this morning as well. Father, we just thank you that you are our Lord and King. And Lord, we just pray for your blessing on Josh this morning. Lord, as he goes and he sows your word into History Maker Church, Lord, we just pray that you would cover him. Lord, that each and every word that he says this morning would be from you. Lord, I just pray for open hearts. Lord, that it would touch each and every person sitting in their chair this morning. And God, too, where we sit, Lord, as we come together as a family this morning, Lord, I just pray that you would touch our hearts. Lord, that you would speak to us. Lord, this morning that something would be released within our spirit. Lord, that we would truly understand what it is to walk in the freedom of Christ this day. So, Father, we just praise you this morning with everything that we are and everything that we have, Father. In your precious name, amen. Amen. So it really is a horrific movie. So if you haven't seen it, I wouldn't recommend watching it. I must admit, I've seen it once and I can't watch it again because I'm completely scarred. But for the purpose of my illustration this morning, it will serve a purpose because I remembered that it had that most epic speech. So as a toddler, we are desperate to be free from our mother, aren't we? We want to run. We want to escape. We want to run across the road or run out of the house or whatever it may be. As a teenager, we are desperate to get our license so that we can be free and move out of home and have our freedom. As a man or a woman, we might be desperate to have our freedom from our spouse so that we can live this life of of freedom and and not be within the confines of our marriage and, and be free to run away. Within us is this innate desire to break free, to break loose, to get out. We seem to have a picture, though, of what we think freedom is. I think for each and every one of us, when we hear that word, it conjures up images and it conjures up a desire, doesn't it? You know, if I was truly free, I could go and live in Italy. I could do up a villa. I could immerse myself in the culture. I could become this most amazing chef. I could speak the language. Doesn't it sound so romantic if I was truly free? You know, not going to happen. But anyway, so why don't you turn with me this morning to Galatians 5 verse 1.
everyone there? The New King James says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Or the NIV says, It is for freedom that Christ has set me free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by the yoke of, fla- of slavery. God is actually in the business of freedom. As this says, Christ, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. That was his whole intention at the end of the day. So contrary to popular belief, God isn't a party pooper. He's not in the business of trying to trap us down, of trying to, to take freedom from us and have us bound and, and to live this life that we don't want to live. I love the start of this scripture because it says, stand firm. To stand firm is to persevere. To stand firm is to persist and to stand fast. This suggests a struggle doesn't it? You know, to persist at something, to need to stand, to, to make a stand is that everything within me needs to rise up. It says fight, doesn't it? So here God is saying, yes, it is for freedom that I've set you free. But before that, he says, you're going to need to stand firm. You're going to need to knuckle down. You're going to need to sink your feet into the cement so you are completely immovable. And then you're going to need to fight. I think we forget sometimes that the fight is real, that the fight is happening around about us because I think that we can sometimes become very complacent, can't we, when we walk around doing life. You know, we know what the Word of God says and we know what God has given to us, but we know too that there is an enemy and that he is out to rob to kill and to destroy. So we know that when Christ says, it is for freedom that I have set you free, that the enemy says, well then, if that's Christ's job, then my job is to rob and to steal you of your freedom and to take that from you. So therefore, in this scripture, Christ is saying, first and foremost, our job is to stand firm, to stand firm on that promises, to stand firm on the word of God, to stand in what it is, that he has said to us. You know, in this movie Braveheart, at some point in history, the Scottish became uh, imprisoned, I guess, by the English. And they lost their freedom. And the movie amazingly depicts this, this life and all the, the liberties that they had to give up when they were under the rule and the reign of the English. So for however long, they lived under the rule of the English. They accepted that this is what their life was going to look like. They accepted that this was the way that they had to live. They accepted that they no longer had a voice and they no longer had a choice until the day that William Wallace comes to town. And he comes and he challenges them. Standing in front of that army, he says to them, yes, you might lose. You might lose your life. But are you really not willing to do whatever it takes to have your freedom? Are you not prepared to persevere? Are you not prepared 
to persist? Are you not prepared to stand firm? Are you not prepared to do whatever it takes? You know, can you really tell me that in the face of this enemy right now, that the desire to live the way that you have been living is greater than the desire to stand here right now and fight in the face of this opposition? God wants us to stand fast in our liberty. And liberty is freedom from slavery. Liberty is an absence of restraint. Now, isn't that great to just think of, you know, when you're completely feeling smothered, smothered by something, you go on a, a ride at um, Dreamworld or something like that, and that big restraint comes in over your head and trapping you on the giant drop, giant, giant drop. And you go, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? Get me out of here. I just want to be free. But nothing, there is nothing. You can, trust me, I've tried. You can yank on that harness as hard as you possibly can. But it is not letting you go anywhere. And then you just sit there and you wait. And you wait. And you wait. And then you drop. And then your stomach goes, I'm not staying down here. I'm coming up. And we know how that ends, not very nicely at all. So I am free from bondage. Why would I want to go back to it? We are free to serve the Lord all the ways consistent with his word, with his will, his nature, and his holiness. The challenge is we can't always trust our own interpretation of what freedom or liberty is. True liberty is living as we should, not as we please. You know, I was thinking, I've been pondering for a long time on freedom and thinking about it and it was a message that I almost shared um, quite a few months ago and um, I'm glad that I didn't because I stumbled across this statement and it really made me stop and rethink. True liberty is living as we should, not as we please. You know, I believe that we have to believe that God is good and that it is tr- he is true and that he is right, that his plan is perfect and it is for freedom that he has set us free. We don't actually know how to always make good and true and right decisions for ourselves, do we? We can't always trust our feelings. So Christian liberty is not lawlessness. To those unsaved, the Christian life must must appear as full of, of paradoxes. When I am weak, then I am strong. It seems like such a contradiction. I believe, help my unbelief, or become a fool in order to be wise. So when I hear true liberty is not living as we should, true liberty is living as we should, not as we please, I look at that and I go, man, that is up there with the paradoxes of Christ, isn't it? Because for us, in our interpretation, we look at freedom and we go, no. Real freedom is I can do whatever I want. Real freedom is is I get to make the decisions. I get to live life as I please. 
it's all about me. It's not about anyone else because it's how I should feel, how I want to feel in this place. We need to understand that the paradoxes of God's word, oh, sorry, we need to understand the paradoxes of God's word in order to understand what true freedom is. After all, he's the creator. He created the world and so therefore he's the most qualified to instruct us or to teach us on this matter. I was talking this week with my um, Bible study group on Galatians 5 verse 1 and uh, it was great because the girls had no idea that they were helping me with my message preparation for this week which was really cool. But uh, one of the girls brought up an interesting thing and I wrote down what she said and I won't give names, I promise, girls. Um, She said, it's hard to explain and it doesn't make sense but I have more freedom now that I'm walking with Christ than before when I was doing my own thing. Can anyone else relate to that? Can anyone else look back at their life and go, wow, this really is a paradox, isn't it? You know, for... When I thought I was most free, when I was living my life to the beat of my own drum, when I was living each and every day however I wanted to live, isn't it funny how I wasn't actually free? But when my life came back in to line with the life that Christ had put before me, all of a sudden my life is free and I'm walking in the freedom of what it is that he has put before me. I thought that was a really interesting thought. The word of God is truth and it declares that grace reigns and it reigns through righteousness, not at the expense of it. There can be no righteousness apart from law. Righteousness is right doing and right doing is conformity to the ways of God. We enjoy the greatest spiritual freedom when we are most in subjection to God's ways. Psalm 119.45 says, And I will walk at liberty and at ease, for I, I have sought and inquired, and I have desperately required your commandments. Now I was reading Psalm 119 the other day, and every second verse in that chapter which is a long chapter is all about the ways of God God teach me your ways help me to walk in your ways teach me your commandments teach me your ordinances it's this absolute cry to get the ways and the will of God into the life of this psalmist it's an incredible incredible chapter and it just goes on to to just almost in anguish, crying out, give it to me. I want more of it. I desperately want it to be within me. We are liberated to walk in the fullness of God's perfect plan. But again, such a paradox. We walk according to God's plan, which equals our freedom. Go figure. So what are we liberated from? We're liberated from bondage, which is slavery, the condition of a slave to yield to or to give oneself up to. To give oneself up to. You know, for many of us, we don't actually walk around in obvious bondage. You know, for many of us, we've had the privilege of growing up in a Christian family or walking in church or for being saved for many years. And so we 
we have, I would say, a slight understanding of the freedom that we walk in in Christ. But do you know what? Each and every one of us is bound in an area in our life. And it may not be obvious, but it might just be a slight limp or a little lean or a, you know, a, a slight mis- unuse of one arm or whatever it may be. It's just slight. And we've managed to compensate, haven't we? You know, I don't have use of this, this leg entirely so I can drag it and I can still do whatever I want to do. And it doesn't bother me. You know, I can go about life and I can do the things that I need to do so I've compensated. I don't realise that Christ wants me to have the use of both of my legs. He wants me to not have to compensate for the lacking that I have in that leg. He wants me to be able to run, to jump, to play, to have the fullness of, of what he gave to me in this body. One of the other girls um, at our Bible study group this week was talking about uh, fear in bondage. And I was saying that I don't think in Australia we can fully understand what that feels like. You know, for those that have come from Zimbabwe or even South Africa, they understand the fear of bondage in that country. So they come out here and our houses aren't in compounds. You know, they don't carry around guns. They aren't fearful when they drive up the street and stop at an intersection. They can go walking at night. You know, all of these things... We can't even fathom not living a life without them, can we? We cannot even fathom the fear that it must be to live in a country like that, to have to take those measures around our life each and every day. They have, we have a sense of freedom where we live. We know, don't we? When we look at the news, when we compare ourselves to any other, pretty much any other country on the, on the globe, we know that we are, are a free nation. You know, there is, there is nothing that's come close to, to robbing us of that in the last however long. So we walk in that. So freedom, I think, is the absence of fear. So I wonder then, if I'm fearful in an area, if I'm truly free. Maybe just a, a slight inclination to myself. If I fear to come up here and, and to speak in front of you, am I, completely fear, uh, am I completely free of the judgments of man? Or am I bound by thinking, I can't get up there. What are those people going to think of me? I don't have a doctrine in theology. I don't know the word of God off by heart. I can instantly default to fear and then go, I'm completely in bondage in that area. Whereas I can say, do you know what? I have no issue getting up on this stage because God's asked me to do it. And so I'm confident that even though I may be sitting in that chair completely packing my pants, that when I step up on this stage, 
God is going to take over each and every time. I have that utmost confidence to know that it's not about me. It's not about the words that come from my mouth. But that had to come through trusting God. That had to come from submitting that area of my life to God and going, you know what, I don't want to be in bondage in this area. I don't want to fight it every single time Josh asked me to get on the platform because I want to be free in that area. I want to be free for God to be able to use me in whatever area that he pleases. And I think that I could have quite easily had been that person that never stepped onto the platform. I don't have an issue saying no to my husband. So he will verify that. I will dig my heels in and I will stand fast when I do not want to do something. I can tell you that. No, not really. Sometimes, maybe. I don't know. I dug myself into a hole with that one, didn't I? Backtrack. When God asks me to do something, I want to be able to go, you know what, God, I identify that there is some bondage around my life in that. So for me to step out and do that, you've got to do the healing in my life. You've got to take this fear away. You've got to give me the confidence so that I can step through that. So we have a responsibility to our Lord Jesus who paid a great price that we could have this liberty which we walk in. His death has set us free from bondage. I was reading this the other day. To live in bondage to sin is to nullify the grace of God. To live in bondage and be subject to Satan's lies is to nullify the grace of God. To live in bondage to the dictates of any group or system is to nullify the grace of God. To live under the tyranny of trying to please others at all costs is to nullify the grace of God. To live under the constant demands of having to perform in order to earn and maintain God's love is bondage, which nullifies the grace of God. To exercise true liberty and to be loyal to the Lord alone will probably cost you much because you will be misunderstood by others as liberal or loose and as one who has gone completely out of truth. You might even be labelled as a heretic because no longer will you subject yourself to a system. Once we have accepted this liberty accorded to us by grace, it will be something that we must defend or even fight for in order to stand fast in it. Once you have it, don't let anyone or anything take it from you. It is a gift of unconditional love to you from your heavenly Father through his beloved Son. Isn't that incredible? Doesn't that stir you up to fight? You know, when we come around the communion table and we, and we reflect and when we contemplate on the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. I don't ever want my life to nullify what he did. I don't ever want to water that down. I don't ever want to take that for granted. I don't ever want to forget about that sacrifice. So, no, so when I reflect on something like that and I go to live under the constant demands of having to perform in order to earn or maintain God's love is bondage which nullifies grace. I go, God, I don't, I don't want to do that. 
I don't want to live that life. I don't want to live a life that, that takes away from the sacrifice that you made for me. I want my life to scream to the world around about me that I get it. I get the price that God paid for me. I get the sacrifice and I get the liberty that I now stand in because of that sacrifice. I get the fact that it is for freedom that Christ has set me free. So no longer do I want to be bound. No, no longer do I want to allow anything to hold me back. No longer do I want to allow myself the luxury of living in bondage. Because remembering back to the start of that scripture, it says we've got to stand fast. So the question is, tomorrow morning when I'm feeling a bit tired and I'm waking up and I really can't be bothered fighting, am I going to wake up and am I going to go? No. Today is another day. Today is a day that God has created. And today, I'm going to kick back. Today, I'm going to fight. Today, I'm going to lock my knees and I'm going to stand firm and I'm going to say, God, I'm not going to take for granted this liberty. I'm not going to walk around any longer with my eyes closed. I'm not going to ignore this limp. I'm going to go, limp, where have you come from? Where have I let you into my life? How have I ignored you for so long? I mean, it's so obvious to you guys, right? You see it. Why can't I see it? I've compensated for it for so long. It's become my friend. So then every day when I walk up, wake up, I've got to go, okay, I'm going to bend my knees today. I'm going to choose to walk. And when I start slipping back, I'm going to go, no, enemy. You're not taking my leg from me. I'm going to walk and I'm going to fight each and every day until finally when I wake up tomorrow, maybe it's not even there. Maybe I don't even have to think about it anymore. I'm walking without a limp and I'm set free in that area. But only because of the grace of God. So do you want to walk in this freedom today? John 8.32 says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. You know, when you start doing a word search around freedom, it's incredible the scriptures that come up in the word of God. It is so rich and full of this freedom that Christ wants to give us. And it's so obvious in him telling us exactly how it is that we can embrace this freedom. It's not something that he's hiding from us. It's not something that he, that he doesn't want us to find and embrace and have around about our life. He's saying, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Or 2 Corinthians says, now the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, which is emancipation from bondage and freedom. So it's only by immersing ourselves in who he is allowing his spirit to move within us, knowing his truth and allowing him to reveal to us those areas that we might be in bondage in our life. Because by allowing him to reveal those areas, then he can take us through to that freedom. He's not just going to reveal those areas of bondage and then say, there you go, you've got to figure that out. No, it's for freedom 
that Christ has set me free. Which means that Christ wants to go on this journey of freedom with me. He wants to walk with me. He wants to see each and every area of my life set free even more than I do. He wants to be there on this journey with us. So spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen the end of Braveheart. William Wallace is captured and he's tortured. And I was going to show this clip, but it's a little bit graphic. So I'll give you the G-rated version of it. And uh, his captors are standing over him on the platform and the crowd is, is watching what's happening, basically. And his captors are saying, just cry out mercy. Cry out mercy and we'll set you free. Cry out mercy, just cry out mercy. And they're saying this, the crowd can hear. So the crowd says, mercy, mercy. You know, they're trying, they're coaxing him, please say mercy, just say mercy, 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 mercy. And then you see him, he's beaten and downtrodden and he musters everything that is within him. And the best line of the whole movie, he just cries out, freedom. Freedom! And it's just, you just could hear a pin drop. It's just absolutely incredible. So at the end of the day, he lived exactly what he set out to do. He said, I will not be fearful that this leads to my death at the end of the day because I've tasted freedom. You know, on that battlefield, each and every one of those men fought as free men that day because they chose to stand against the opposition of England. So they chose to stand together and make a choice. No one stood over them forcing them to fight. So they were free men that day. So he said, I've tasted freedom. I know what this feels like. And you know what? I'm willing to give my life because I don't want to go back to that slavery. I don't want to go back to that old way of living. I don't want to go back to having my life dictated by the way that I live. So even though he loses his life at the end of the movie, which is so horrific, I, that's why I can't watch that movie. If someone could change the ending, I'd watch the movie again. So even though he loses his life at the end of the movie, he won the fight. He died a free man at the end of the day. He didn't give in. He didn't back down. He didn't take the easy way out. He chose at the end of his life to stand firm. To stand firm and to see that fight that brought about freedom. You know, our vision for this year is to trust in his salvation and obey his authority. This comes from this place of freedom. Only once we get this, only once this sinks in, that we can trust in his salvation and that it's for our own good that we are to obey his authority, that we can truly embrace freedom around about our life so we need to be on a constant quest we need to be on a constant quest to get his truth within us because as the scripture says we will know the truth and the truth will ultimately set us free so the more truth i can get in my life the more freedom i can have come around about me so that's why we talk so much this year about discipleship because we want to see you Walk in the fullness of everything that God has for you. You know, that's why cross-training on a Sunday night is so amazing because it's equipping you. It's showing you. 
It's taking you by the hand and taking you through the scriptures. You know, that's why we've embraced um, Lisa Bevere's study, Girls with Swords, which we're kicking off on Monday. I'm so excited. I love this study because it's, it's all about wielding the word of God as your sword. You know, she's encapsulated everything that it's about when it comes to fighting. You know, she's, Lisa Bevere's this little pocket rocket, but she can fight. She will put up a fight and she knows and understands that life is a fight. None of us are going to get out of it unscathed. So we've got to choose to get his truth in us. We've got to choose to wield the word of God as a sword and to cut the enemy down. I am free to be who God created me to be. I'm free to boldly come into his throne room. I'm free to walk in all his power. I'm free to be confident of my salvation. I'm free to pursue the God desires of my heart. I'm free to take him at his word. I'm free to trust him with every part of my life. I am free from condemnation and I am no longer bound. I am free because I am in him. Will you stand with me today? Do you know we're all in the same boat here today? As I said, freedom is a journey and it's a fight that we all have to be on. And God's got grace for us in this journey as we walk through. You know, as I said in my message a couple of weeks ago, he's standing on the sideline and he's saying, grow, grow, grow. Come on, my family, grow, grow, grow. Get this. Get this freedom in you. Get this liberty in you. Be set free. So today, if you're feeling courageous and if you want to take that next step in your freedom, then will you pray with me? Will you repeat this after me? And will you allow God to minister to your heart? So if you want to, just put your hand on your heart and just repeat this after me. Father, today I ask you to reveal to me that area of my life that is held in bondage. Thank you, Father. Show us, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now, with what he's shown you, just repeating after me, Father God, I hand to you my bondage. This thing that has held me captive, that has stopped me from walking in freedom, that has stopped me from walking in the freedom of your grace. Forgive me for choosing to walk in this. Today, I relinquish control. And I hand over to you, take my hurts, take my insecurities, take my shame. Father God, as I hand this over to you, what do you give me in exchange?
Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters today. Lord, I thank you that like me, they are choosing this day to stand fast, that they are choosing this day to want more of your freedom around about their life, Father. Lord, and as we go on this quest and this journey together, Lord, I pray for your mercy and your grace to rest upon us. God, I thank you that you are a gentleman, that you are a gentle and a loving God. Lord, I thank you that you never give us anything that we can't handle. So, Father, I thank you that each and every day, Lord, when we stand and we fight, Lord, that you stand beside us. Lord, with the full armies of heaven, that we don't stand alone, that we don't fight alone. But, Lord, that you have established this freedom for our life. Lord, that it is in you. Lord, that it is in your wisdom, that it is in your word. Lord, that we can walk in true freedom. God, I just pray that you would pour out your revelation today. God, let it just be more than the words that I have spoken today. Speak to our heart in this place, God. God, let it, let it just drop into our spirit this day. Let us not be content to walk any longer in the things that hold us bound. But Lord, let us pursue freedom. Let us pursue it with everything that is within us. God, I just thank you for your mercy and for your grace this day. God, you are good. You're holy, you are just, you are righteous. And God, we just thank you that we can come into your presence. Lord, that we are your children. We get to walk with you each and every day. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives. Continue the work that you've begun. Continue molding and shaping us. Continue to transform our lives, Father, we pray. We thank you in your precious name. Amen. What don't we worship this morning, church? But if you want prayer this morning, if, you, if God's revealed to you your area of bondage and you want for someone to stand with you, then as I said, we're all walking this journey together. There is, is nothing to fear. God's going, I've got your back. I want to walk with you. I want to set you free from this. And he wants to do it today. He doesn't want you walking with that limp anymore. So if you want the prayer and prophetic team, will stand with you and pray with you today. So come forward. Otherwise, let's just worship him now before we leave for our week.